1: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Start spreading the news. The Packers are the one seed in the NFC, and they did it with a Rasul Douglas pick. They signed Rasul Douglas off the Arizona Cardinals practice squad 22 days ago. Just like to point that out to you. Rasul Douglas revenge game. Oh, my gosh. Devondry Campbell, another former Cardinal crucial to this win. Um, Wow, I'm shaking. Uh, the game just ended like a minute and a half ago for me. Um, I was loud all week long saying the Packers were going to show up and brutalize the Cardinals. Watching Kyler Murray march down the field there at the end was heartbreaking. I was almost in tears. What an exhilarating finish to this game. I told you this Packers team hangs in there to the end. I told you yesterday, I said, They're mean. They're stingy. They make you fight for everything that you take. And they hung in in there to the very end. Rasul Douglas, what a stud. Listen, the better team won tonight. It was not a given that the better team was going to win. But all night long, the Packers were the better team. Undebatable. All right, game balls. Uh, game ball has to go to Rasul Douglas for the biggest play of the game. Who else deserves a game ball? Uh, man. Aaron Jones. Uh, AJ Dillon. Corey Bohorquez, Corey freaking Bohorquez, And uh, Ty Summers <laughs> down the ball at like the three and a half yard line on that, on that punt. Mm-hmm. This was a win by all three phases of the Packers team. Offense was brilliant. Uh, stats, stats, I'm sure were terrible. I know that uh, like at halftime, Rodgers had like a 54 quarterback rating, something like that, or passer rating. <clears throat> terrible. Um, he was completing less than half of his passes. Can you blame him? Did you see? <laughs> Did you see? Where guys were on the field. Um, funniest moment of the game to me was um, one or two plays after uh, Troy Aikman was talking about Aaron Rodgers glaring daggers at Jawan Winfrey for dropping that pass or for not being in the right place on the on the field. Hard to keep it straight because Winfrey made a lot of mistakes. Not mad at him. He's a young guy. He's barely played. <laughs> in the NFL, barely played on our, on our team. But like one or two plays later, funniest play of the game. Um, They send Winfrey in motion. (laughs) He's running behind Rogers. Rogers starts, you know, he snaps the ball and starts backing up and Winfrey is in the way. And he like scoots out of the way, (laughs) does nothing on the actual play because he's just, He's so visibly relieved that he got out of Rogers' way. I think Aaron Rodgers might have killed Juwan Winfrey right there before the next play clock had run out. I think that uh, he would have been charged with murder before he was charged with a delay game on the next snap. Um, But wow. Great work by everybody just stepping up. Um, definitely, definitely a lot of. Valiant efforts all across the board. Uh, got some tough losses uh, for players. I don't know yet if Tunyon is okay. I saw people immediately saying that Tunyon had a looked like he had an ACL tear, but he got up and walked off the field on his own power. I don't. I don't know enough about ACL tears uh, to be able to tell you <laughs> what the situation is there. If he was, should be able to walk in that situation. I would imagine he should not be able to walk. I think he's probably going to be okay. I mean, heck, Tunyon might have been back in the game later. I don't know. I never noticed. I know that he was never targeted again. I don't think he played again. This is the problem with recording like right when the game ends because you're just um, your mind is just swirling thoughts. Uh beginning of the game, uh, Rashawn Gary's face mask penalty. I wasn't that upset because. You know, that that first defensive showing of the night set the stage for what we're going to see the whole rest of the night. And if you're upset that the Cardinals had two drives where they looked unstoppable, then I would guess you probably have not watched the Cardinals offense yet this year. This was uh, by far the um, most impressive performance anybody has has had against the Cardinals. Um, oh, another guy! Hats off for for Kylan Hill. Hope he's going to be okay. My guess is he's going to be out for some time. <sighs> I was so dreading recording this podcast as the uh, as the Cardinals were marching back down the field again because I had been so excited and i was I was floating high. I was uh, I was on top of the world. I was so happy. Because what we had seen from the team all night was just incredible. It was a valiant effort by everybody. There were plenty of guys who did make mistakes. I think uh, Chandon and and even Douglas, I think uh, a few times uh, you were frustrated with at times. That whole final drive, it was Douglas and um, safety Henry Black. Over helping him out, that were getting embarrassed and getting targeted by Kyler. And here was, I was, I was sitting there trying to remain in control of myself enough to not feel frustrated at Russell Douglas and just trying to remind myself okay, he's played so well the whole rest of the night. This is DeAndre Hopkins that <laughs> he's trying to guard a guy who is um, routinely floated up there with Devontae Adams as being the best wide receiver in football. Okay, I need to cut him some slack. And then he gets that, the game ceiling play, the most important play of the night. So exciting. Uh, Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, though. Aaron Rodgers was in control. There were so many times tonight when you could see written all over his face how frustrated he was. <laughs> the guys he was playing with tonight, the weapons he had tonight, are the weapons that people made it sound like he had back in 2018 and 2019. Um, These guys were... <laughs> we're scrubs there's a lot of scrubs out there I did notice you know after um after the play where he um where Juwan Winfrey screwed up and then I I think it was even on the play where he almost tripped Rogers I think that was when Rogers you could see that kind of flipped his brain a little bit and he reverted back to that like all right, we are in a serious situation in the game. I cannot trust these young guys. Equinemius is my guy. That's who I'm hitting. And then the very next play, I think, he finds Cobb in the end zone for the touchdown or or, or two plays later. He was leaning on his veterans again. It made sense. But the fact that EQ was the guy he targeted there on that critical fourth down when they needed to convert made me think of something in that moment. And that was how much Rogers hated EQ when he first got here, when he was a rookie. We had uh, it was EQ and MVS, and wow, it's already been long enough. I'm starting to forget the guy's name, uh, Jamon Jamon Moore. He hated those three receivers. Obviously, he's a, a really happy with MVS these days, and now EQ is one of those guys that he really does trust and really likes. So as frustrated as he was with Amari Rodgers tonight, as frustrated he, as he was um, with Juwan Winfrey, they're they're young. They're making mistakes. Uh, that uh, I'm going to have to go back and, and watch this game again. Uh, I'm curious to see who it was who didn't get set on that horrific third and goal where we took the delay of game at the end of, you know what I'm talking about. no No timeouts. That was completely unacceptable. Uh, Whichever receiver was not set (laughs) (laughs) nearly cost us the game. Uh, They might want to consider donating their salary to uh, Rasul Douglas for (laughs) for this week. But Rodgers was so determined all game long. How many times in, in, I mean, even last year, Would you have seen him stomping over to the sideline and swearing and upset? Yeah, he was frustrated at times, understandably. But I didn't feel like he let it affect his level of play. I don't think that he let his frustration make him be a bad leader, which we've seen before. We have. We've seen it before. We've seen where... The offense and even the defense, the wind will go out of their sails because Rodgers seems like he's given up. Rodgers seems like he's upset. Tonight, you saw Rodgers upset, and you saw the guys around him play harder because of that. And I think you really have to give him a lot of credit for developing as a leader and figuring out how to channel that frustration and motivate the guys around him to play better hats off to the offensive line i know that one scramble by rogers where he like barely gets it back to the line of scrimmage was counted as a sack i think i think the third and goal after the uh delay of game penalty where he gets it back to uh, the previous no that no because the line of scrimmage had been moved back so that wouldn't be a sack either. I think he only had the one, the one sack, and I don't think that's how we would traditionally define a sack, even though legally it's a sack. Offensive line kept him clean. <laughs> they run blocked their butts off. You had times where uh, either guy had a a barn door to run through, and then when they didn't have a barn door to run through. So much of the night, they still just plowed ahead, anyways. There were, there were so many six-yard runs tonight. It was blowing my mind. I'm excited to look at the numbers and see what the um, average yards per carry was. I wouldn't be surprised if it's over five yards carry. You had, uh, you had a, a few plays that where we almost were able to take it to the house. But guys would get tripped up. Guys would stumble out of bounds. Stuff like that is going to need to get cleaned up, obviously. But this is a team that can win it all. This is a team that is built to take on anybody, down any of their players. Could they win without Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I, (laughs) I would not have said at the beginning of the season that they could have won Without Devontae and MVS and Lazard and Bakhtiari and Myers and Zadarius and Jair and King. And I know I'm missing some other guys that I just can't even think of at the moment. I wouldn't have said that we could win without all those guys. So can we win without Rodgers? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Because we should not be able to win with the guys that we have. And yet we are. It's the DNA of this team. Now, is that Rodgers inspiring people and leading them? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. Is it all Lafleur's magic? Probably not. The coaches, I do know the coaches underneath him are a big part of it. Hats off to Jerry Gray, by the way. Phenomenal defensive play calling. Jerry Gray and Kirk Olvedotti. The Play calling system ended up being a little bit different in actuality versus what we had been told it was going to be. Jerry Gray was on the sideline, and then you know it was a, a, a joint effort. He was calling the he was calling the coverage for the secondary, and um, sending that to Olvidati, who then called the uh, linebackers and the defensive line. Interesting system. Um, for anybody who cares at all, the Ohio State Buckeyes are doing the same thing right now. They promoted their uh, defensive um, backs coach, Matt Barnes, to be the defensive coordinator, but it's a, a joint effort between him and the other defensive coaches. I just stopped for a second because Adrian Amos has given an interview, and he said, I thought minus a few plays we had a dominant game he pointed to a couple areas where he was disappointed in their performance particularly that fourth down that they let the Cardinals convert but outside of that he he pointed out that in his mind he didn't think it was a good performance it was a dominant performance and I have to agree Kyler Murray was just He had his his wings clipped by this defense. The defensive line was getting pressure. It seemed like almost every single down. The the one down of the whole game where I remember in the moment thinking, uh, where's our pass rush? Was, unfortunately, that third down uh, at the end of the game backed up in their own end zone where he completes a pass for 23 yards and Obviously, is able to mark down the field after that. Um, the linebackers were everywhere. Devondre Campbell was everywhere, as usual. MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Give it all to Devondre Campbell. He was in the backfield. He was disrupting Kyler Murray. I noticed Adrian Amos was everywhere as well. He was in the backfield a lot. These guys were everywhere. Um, Felt like a bit of a quiet game from Darnell. But you look at uh, the fact that they have all these elite wide receivers who were invisible for so much of the night. I know DeAndre was hurt, but Christian Kirk was not hurt. A.J. Green is old, but he can still play. He's been fine against everybody else he's faced this year, except tonight he was horrific. Rondale Moore is clearly going to become a great wide receiver in years to come. He's not there yet. And we're we're lucky that we played him now as a rookie. He's going to be a problem for this league. Mason Crosby was pretty good. I didn't super appreciate the, the little joke from uh, Troy Aikman at the beginning of the broadcast about, uh, well, I don't know if they're going to make any kicks tonight, yada, yada, whatever. I suppose after the Bengals game, I suppose... Uh, the media is allowed to make whatever jokes they want. That's fine. Crosby was there when we needed him. No blocked, no blocked kicks. That was nice. Uh, seemed like one of the punts. Pahorcaz had really had to get it off his foot quick. Seemed like it was about to get blocked. But man, credit to the special teams. I dog special teams all the time. If you follow me on Twitter, if you listen to. My podcast, No Huddle Radio. Oh, by the way, uh, my apologies to anybody who did not tune in yesterday and doesn't know who the heck I am because I did not talk about that in the intro. I'm JJ Leahy. I'm filling in for Ryan because he's old and can't record after a night game, and he's asleep right now. Uh, host of No Huddle Radio over on PackersTalk.com. Most of you already know me because uh, I've am. been on PackerNet podcast quite a few times in the past, but my apologies to anybody who's tuning in for the first time and is wondering who the heck I am. Follow me on Twitter at JJ Leahy. Actually, we should, uh, (laughs) we should throw an ad break in here. Let the, let the advertisers get awarded in edgewise. I'm going to finish my special teams compliment first. I, I trash on, uh, the special teams all the time when they play poorly, which is frequent. So, I absolutely am going to give them all the praise they deserve tonight. They were phenomenal. Uh, Amari returning punts looked really terrible, and uh, Kylan's decision to bring it out of the end zone was a terrible decision even before um, that horrible injury. I I thought for sure it was going to be a fair catch. Like I could already see defenders on screen. As the ball was coming down in his arms, and then uh, he decided to take it out of the end zone, and I was mystified, but whatever. But punt coverage was phenomenal. Uh, Field goal blocking. Field goal blocking, is that that the right term? Field goal blocking, it sounds like you're trying to block the field goal. I'm talking about the uh, offensive line blocking for the field goal, you know, in a positive way. That's been horrific for weeks, and it was fine tonight. Didn't seem like there was any danger of uh, Crosby's field goal getting blocked. Didn't seem like any of those extra points were going to be blocked. I didn't see guys breaking through on the interior, which is usually the uh, the issue there. I do think the Packers are going to need to do something uh, about finding a returner uh, until Kylan is healthy, which... No idea yet when that'll be, um, and I'm not, I'm not so sure about Amari as a punt return. It's been seemed problematic to me all year. I I would think that Brian Goodkins is going to look elsewhere for help at returns with uh with Kylan Hill out if he's going to miss some time, which it looks like he will. That looks like a pretty painful injury. You can see the tears streaming down Kylan's face as uh, they were carting him off. Definitely praying for for him for uh quick recovery. Hopefully he's okay, and it just hurt in the moment, but uh, we'll see. Time now for a word from our sponsors, and I'll be right back with you.
0: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So there are no more undefeated teams in the league. I feel like most years you get past the halfway point with an undefeated team left somewhere. Uh, Maybe not last year, but last year everything was weird. But the standings in the NFC currently go as follows. Packers, Cardinals, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Rams. Those are the top five teams. I think we'd all agree that those feel like a cut above the rest of the conference. After those, you have the Saints. They would be a wild card behind the Buccaneers. You got the Vikings. They would be a wild card behind the Packers. And that would mean the next the last wildcard team, believe it or not, right now would be the Falcons. Pretty crazy. The Packers extend their winning streak to seven, which I feel like has to be the best uh, winning streak that they've had in the Matt Floor era. Let me check. I can figure that out really quick. So yes and no. Uh, it is the longest regular season winning streak. They had a streak of six regular season wins to finish the year last year, uh, and then they won their next game, which was playoff game against the Rams. So that was a seven-game win streak, six in the regular season. Um, and then in 2019, they had a five-game winning streak to end the year, and they won their first playoff game, so they had a six-game winning streak there. But seven is the best they've done in the regular season. Next week, they go on the road to Arrowhead Stadium to play the Chiefs. Bizarrely, the Chiefs are favored to win that game. I would be very surprised if they're still favored to win that game um, in a few days. Tonight's performance has to change your mind. Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. This this must be, um, like, maybe, the, maybe it didn't actually open yet, and this is just... You get, the, you get the home field advantage and, and nothing else. Two and a half points is home field advantage, so I don't know. Uh, this is from FanDuel. Uh, that, that just seems wild to me that the Chiefs would be favored to win. The Chiefs have been garbage this year. Uh, the, the only way I see the Chiefs winning next week is if the Packers implode. If... There are some injuries that just really um, finally do stack up to the point where they affect our ability to win. If they're worn out, if they are just too high on their own success and underestimate the Chiefs. I don't know how you underestimate a team that has Patrick Mahomes, though. That's the crazy thing. And Tyree Hill and Travis Kelsey. I, I don't see how the Chiefs defense can slow the Packers down, though. The Cardinals had one of the best defenses in the league. Um, For sure, their run defense killed them tonight. And uh, Kansas City has a horrific run defense as well. Um, Kansas City also has a a much worse passing defense than the Cardinals do. Kansas City has, uh, at least a week or two weeks ago, they had the 31st best defense in the league. Which explains why they're losing so many games. The Packers' offense can keep up with the Chiefs' offense. Um, I don't think we're going to get Devontae back next week. Pretty sure he had a positive COVID test. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's possible I'm wrong about that. We should have Lazard back. And then it really sounds like MVS is going to get back. So if you're missing Devontae, but you have Lazard and MVS, plus the guys who played tonight, I, I just don't see how Kansas City can slow them down enough. And Mahomes is playing pretty poorly by Mahomes standards. He's, I think he's, uh, he's like the, the 15th or 16th best quarterback in the league right now on the season. And over the last three weeks, he's like in the mid-20s. It's not good. After that, we play the probably Russell Wilsonless Seahawks. And even if they do have Russell, I'm not scared. If anything, that's a trap game. The next week, you have Vikings. I think of the next three weeks, the Vikings are by far the most likely to have a chance at beating us. And it's because it's a common opponent. They know us well. Um, They did split with us last year. After that, you have the Rams, who I, I do think are a substantially better team than the Cardinals. Their one loss this year has come at the hands of the Cardinals. And again, division rival, common opponent. Weird games. I think I think the Rams are going to be the toughest uh, next tough game that we have on the schedule. Probably the toughest game of the year up until that point. But if we can take care of business against the Vikings, I don't know how you rack up more than three losses on the season. I don't want to jinx it, but the tough teams you have left on the schedule, you got the Vikings twice. You have the Browns. They're a good team. You have the Rams. That's it. That's it. 14-3 was my prediction at the beginning of the year. It's looking good right now. The fact that we are 7-1 and we survived what at the moment looks like the most impressive game of the year in the undefeated Cardinals. Again, I think the Rams are going to be a tougher opponent. But 14-3 sounds about right. And... Let's say that we do lose to the Rams. That means we should be the number one seed for the next three weeks. Uh, you might drop behind the Cardinals if they don't have any more losses after this. But that—that that is the, the thing about uh, undefeated teams in the NFL is it seems like a lot of the time, once you do kind of finally pop that bubble and get a loss under your belt – they kind of rack up a little bit quicker after that than <laughs> the first part of the season. I think the uh, Cardinals and the Rams and the Buc- uh, Buccaneers are clearly the teams that are chasing us. No doubt about that. Cardinals coming up have a couple easy games. They got the 49ers. The thing about the 49ers is that the 49ers so far have uh, played them the closest. Um or, I should say, have had the lowest scoring game. I think that uh, they've had closer games, including the one tonight. But the lowest scoring game came at the hands of the 49ers. Anything could happen within in the division. Uh, then they got the Panthers, the Seahawks, the Bears. I think that should be three straight wins. You got the Rams again. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, now, this time it's going to be at Cardinals, so it's a home game for them. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Rams win that one, anyways, though. Then you got the Lions, the Colts, the Cowboys. That's a maybe. We'll have to see what the Cowboys are looking like toward the end of the year. And then you finish up with a, another home game against the Seahawks. Totally plausible for the Cardinals to go, uh, what would it be in our new system, 15-2 this year. That, that's very plausible with the schedule they have. I think, I think they'll drop at least one more, maybe two more. The Buccaneers are playing the Saints this week. I think the Bucks will win, uh, but the Saints beat them twice last year. We'll see. Uh, this is their first meeting of the year. They play the Saints again on December 19th. They also play the Bills. By the way, the Bills, they don't have the best record. They're 4-2, but if you look at how much they are outscoring uh, people on offense and defense, they're the best team in the NFL right now. Um, just in, in terms of a uh, how well they're playing. The record does not reflect that, but I expect the record to start to reflect that over the coming weeks because of what a high level they're playing at. They play the Falcons uh, one more time. They play Washington, the Giants. These are three easy wins. They play the Colts. That's probably a win. Another Panthers game, they got the Jets. That's going to be like a, another 50-0 to 0 game. <laughs> And then the final of those teams to, to keep an eye on will be the Rams. They play the Texans on Sunday. That's a win. They play the Titans. You hope that's a loss for the Rams. They play the 49ers. Again, I feel like right now the Niners only exist to cause trouble in their division and beat the Lions. Uh, I By the way, I think the Bears are going to beat the, the Niners on Sunday. So mark that one down. Uh, Rams and Packers play each other, obviously. So that's a chance for us to hand the Rams another loss. I think, I think if we beat the Rams, it's going to be very hard for them to, uh, be seeded higher than us in the playoffs. I think that's going to be a really crucial game, probably close to as important as this Cardinals game was. You got the Jags, you got the Cardinals, Here's the nice thing about the Rams playing the Cardinals again, is one of them has to lose. So either way, that helps us. Seahawks, Vikings, um, probably by that point in the year, we'll be rooting for the Vikings to beat the Rams (laughs) at that point. Although we play the Vikings the very next week, so we don't really want them to be good at that point of the year, but whatever. And then the Rams play the Ravens and the Niners to end their season. Uh, I would say... Buccaneers and then Cardinals seem like the biggest threats to me in the NFC. So um, barring a complete implosion, I feel like the number three seed is pretty likely, uh, which is, I mean, it's not, that's not terrific if you're already expecting to win your division and, you know, the NFC um, East is, is again, pretty bad, but uh, whatever. Cowboys are playing better. I also feel like we're going to play the Cowboys somehow in the playoffs. That just it just seems like it's meant to be. Not only is it Packers Cowboys, which is historic. It's it's Packers Mike McCarthy, and who did McCarthy just sign? Who was like a longtime Packer? Uh, I'm not seeing it on their roster. I don't know. Was, maybe they got cut already. I'm not sure. There's a couple former Packers on here, but nobody uh, nobody really important. Anywho, I'm excited because this this is one of those statement wins that is going to catch everybody's attention. The media is going to be talking about it, not just tomorrow, but for the rest of the week, even though they got uh, their their darlings to talk about on Sunday with the Buccaneers and, and uh, the Cowboys and everybody. The Cardinals were dethroned. Like I thought they would be, because the Packers are the better team, and, and, and it It was all about mentality. That was the thing. Yeah, there are good players on this team. But we also know how many positions are currently filled in with um, guys who would be nobody on a different team. And you know that because they were nobody on other teams. And they got cut. And they got brought over here. And now they're playing out of their minds. Rasul Douglas, seeing that ball. And, and just the way he caught it, he should not have caught that ball. It was like dancing on the end of his fingertips, and he, like, juggled it in the air for a minute and then finally brought it in and had the presence of mind to make sure he got both feet down for sure and completed the whole process of the catch. There was no doubt at all. Nothing could be challenged. Nothing needed to be reviewed. It was just game over. <sighs> like... You almost had to ask, like, what's the point of even bringing the offense out to do their kneel down? Side note, I think it's funny and kind of fun that Rogers wants to do his own kneel downs this year. Not letting Jordan Love kneel down. This is my victory. I won this game. I'm, I'm sure it's not actually that attitude, but it's, it's still funny to watch. Uh, Jalen Smith being inactive was weird. I know he didn't play that well last week, but he was never on the injury report all week. So either something popped up today or he's in the doghouse. Either way, it's not a super great thing to happen. It's not a great indication of how he's fitting in with the team yet. What else was funny in this game? Um, Rogers not sliding when he was trying to get in the end zone. Um, He was asked after the game if he had thought about sliding on that third down scramble. And um, his answer (laughs) contains profanity, but he basically just said, absolutely not. Uh, Every once in a while, the situation just calls for you to put your head down and do what it takes. And the fact that he's 37 years old and is doing that putting his body on the line. This dude wants to win a Super Bowl. You can see it, bad. Um he uh, if David Montgomery had not gotten hurt, I think I think we win the Super Bowl last year. The Chiefs looked like garbage for weeks leading up to that. I couldn't believe how bad they looked. And I even said early on in the year that uh Our defense was perfectly built to stop the Chiefs. That's neither here nor there. I've talked about that a lot, and we're on to 2021. But he wants to win. Going out and getting him Cobb was absolutely the right call. I didn't like it at the time. I was wrong. Cobb has, man, I was glad we had Cobb tonight. He had two touchdowns, right? And we scored three on the whole night. Absolutely uh, phenomenal. What a great dude. Great locker room presence. The whole team is just playing with their butts on fire. That's the saying, right? It's not hair on fire. It's <laughs> uh, J.J. Watt, was it last week? Oh, it was against the Browns. Against the Browns, who are like the most banged up, uh, just shell of a team ever. Limps, limps into the stadium. Cardinals smash him. And J.J. Watt is running up and down the sideline. Saying they just keep making excuses why we keep winning, maybe it's just that we're better. With with profanity, of course. Preston Smith directly quoted J.J. Watt <laughs> and tweeted it like a half an hour ago. It's amazing. Speaking of Preston, Preston and Rashawn, um, they played really well tonight. I thought It'd be interesting to see what PFF thinks. Uh, man, Kyler Murray is hard to tackle. And I think a lot of it has to do with how tiny he is. There's, there were so many times when it should have been a sack, but it's like trying to tackle a little kid. Somebody said on Twitter that, uh, trying to tackle Kyler Murray is like trying to catch a squirrel. (laughs) They said that right after Preston fell flat on his face, like diving for Kyler, but Kyler just like, Steps to the side and it just it just doesn't matter because he's, he's so small and fast. And so Preston's like just eats it and just <laughs> belly flops trying to grab him. And I just felt bad for him because I'm like, what else is he supposed to do? And he was doing that all night long. It wasn't just him. It was everybody who was trying to wrap up Kyler. What do you do? It's like tackling a little kid, but like a really fast, smart little kid. <laughs> uh. Man, this game had it all. It had a Hail Mary attempt, anyways. Could have used Jeff Janis, that's for sure. But, uh, man, I'm going to wrap things up because I'm struggling to stay awake here. Uh, Way past my bedtime. I keep pausing recording the podcast to listen to the uh, various interviews with uh, coaches and players and all that. I did hear that Devontae and Al Lazard had, like, uh, Zoom Calls into the locker room celebration so they could still be a part of it. Um, MVS was there but didn't get to play. Uh, Apparently, it was really bothered him that they didn't let him play. But, you know, you understand it. you need MVS healthy for the rest of the year. And if the coaches, if the medical staff were not ready to clear him, then you don't play him. Other guys need to step up and guys did step up. Guys are going to have to continue stepping up the rest of the year. If you want to win a Super Bowl, that's what you got to do. You you need to be able to look. The, the standard is is the standard. Next man up. Uh, just because your superstars are out doesn't mean that you can roll over and die. And I said, <laughs> I said all week, I said all week we were going to win this game. I said the Packers have no intention of losing this. Uh, I also said if you're going to the game, get loud. I heard you. Heard you on the TV. Heard you right at the very end. Heard that Go Pack Go chant uh, as the Packers went on defense and and that goal line stand there. And whatever somebody did to A.J. Green, (laughs) people keep saying that uh, A.J. Green's Xbox controller died (laughs) in the middle of the play. Uh, People are, the internet is undefeated. The internet's like photoshopping crazy things into the stands that are distracting A.J. Green on that play. Uh, Rasul Douglas, you are the man. I hope he got the game ball. I'm sure he did. I really hope Tunyon's okay. Hope uh, Kylan Hill's okay. Um, he tweeted a W after the game. So he's alive. There's there's that. That's great. <laughs> but uh, initial reports are not sounding good for Tunyon. So that's that's disappointing. We'll see. Definitely need to get guys back and start getting healthy. Fully healthy, the Packers are the team to beat in the NFC. Banged up and missing half their players, the Packers are still the team to beat in the NFC. It's a nice uh, nice feeling for those guys as they are flying home tonight with the number one seed. Their destiny is in their hands. Uh, they get to feel really, really good about this win. Probably the best win in the Matt LaFleur era. I would say, I mean, there's been some really good ones. I think the uh, San Francisco game in week three was um, as exciting as this one, but we had more of our players for that game. So, and and, and obviously the Niners have gone on to not be good since then, but still, man, what a game hats off to everybody. I'm so excited. I'm going to go get some sleep. It's going to be a lot of fun the next few days uh, reading and listening and and watching about this game. I'm looking forward to getting the film so I can go through that and and see some stuff that I missed. Packers get an extra three days now to get healthy, to rest up, to game plan for the Chiefs. They still have a really potent offense they need to shut down and keep up with. Uh, But, man... You could not ask for a better situation right now. How exciting. Uh, to stay posted on uh, injuries and all that, uh, follow me on Twitter at JJLahey, uh, l we'll a h e y. try and get some information here about uh, Tunyon and Hill and see what's going on. Um, Matt LaFleur didn't really comment on his injury, just said that he feels sick for him. That's not something you like to hear. Um I don't know, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to speculate, but uh, we'll, we'll want to keep up with developments there. But you guys all have a fantastic day and uh, look forward to having Ryan back tomorrow, hopefully. So thank you very much to all of you for spending two days with me. Again, patreon.com slash JJ Leahy. If you want to tip your uh, podcast hosts, uh, always, always appreciated. If you can't do that, I hope you at least check out No Huddle Radio on Packers Talk. A new episode every Friday where the esteemed Gil Martin and I break down Packers opponents. I'll have you know I picked the Packers to win this week. So, yes, I am a genius. You're welcome. But that's it for me. I'm going to wrap it up and get out of here. You folks have a great day. This is a fantastic, fantastic win. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.